2: Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com.
0: The One Tough Mother podcast. The One Tough Mother show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. Crazy storm last night. Did you get it?
1: Uh, maybe?
0: Oh, my God, Seth. No, seriously. It sounded like there was a tornado in my backyard.
1: Was there a tornado in your backyard?
0: No, because I woke up at 3 a.m. and looked at my phone and there was no tornado alerts. But I kept thinking to myself, the last time I heard thunder, saw lightning that wicked and wind was when I lived in Hawaii during Hurricane Iwa, and I was thinking, is there a tornado when I didn't know it?
1: I slept through it.
0: Oh, my gosh, dude. There was absolutely zero chance, if you'd have heard this, that you could have slept through this.
1: Oh, I guess I didn't hear it then.
0: Yeah. It was like, um, it was like a 50-car pileup. Nice. <laughs> yeah, crashing and... Banging! I mean, at one point it sounded like the world split in half.
1: The world split in half.
0: That's what it sounded like.
1: Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like the like Godzilla's coming out or something.
0: You Godzilla. So, how are you guys doing?
1: Super. Thanks for asking. Uh, today, I went to a press conference for bare knuckle boxing. Oh. Yeah. Because. Sounds uh, like a
0: good time. Was it a good time?
1: It was funny. Paulie's crazy and uh he said a lot of crazy things and he spit at the guy too.
0: Oh, that sounds like a really good time had by all.
1: What are you doing over there? I hear some oh, weird noises.
0: No, actually that was uh the Your creaking dog? of the door. That okay. was my that was my scary door creak.
1: I see, I see.
0: It's very windy here so I shut the door. Very windy, but it's a beautiful night. It's like 70 six it's and hot. it's breezy it's gorgeous
1: uh we're not getting a good breeze in here it's just hot in my house
0: oh no no not a, here not here at all but yeah. anyway i just wanted to say uh a lot of good things are happening memorial Day's coming up big plans or not
1: uh yeah i'm working yeah me too cool
0: yeah oh well
1: yeah there's always next year
0: oh yeah let's plan that all right cool <laughs> All right, well, let's get right into this because we have an amazing guest. It's um, CEO Sherry Langbert. Actually, she's a New Jersey resident. Well, honestly, she's originally from Canada, but she started her career in social media and helping bloggers find work. A pioneer in influencer marketing space, for more than a decade, Sherry started out building IT systems. then landed at Weight Watchers, which I've used where she helped launch and run their Canadian online division. Exiting Weight Watchers to go full-time with social media and starting one blog soon after launching a network to help other bloggers in the industry find work. I mean, a passion for writing, brand marketing, a strong desire to create and innovate social media solutions led Cherry to create Babblebox. Have you heard of it? Babblebox, an influencer co-sampling service. Launched in 2015, BabbleBox, three short years later, had the honor of being named INC or Inc. Magazine to be at the top of its annual list of America's 5,000 fastest-growing private companies, and better yet, she was in the top 500. It's with great pleasure and interest that we welcome to the One Tough Mother's Show our new friend, Sherry BabbleBox-Langbert. Welcome, Sherry.
2: Hi, thank you. Nice. i know.
0: So excited
2: to have you! Thank you. I'm excited to you know talk to you as well.
0: It's so cool. So this is a Jersey girl, kind of, kind of. <laughs> Give us a little bit about where you're from.
2: So I'm originally from Montreal, um, born and uh, raised in Montreal. And years ago, I came, I moved to New York um, to pursue a career in technology. And then once I had my son, I moved to New Jersey.
0: Okay. So, from Montreal, you came to New York. I read a little bit, and in your intro, I mentioned that you were doing IT stuff. You were with Weight Watchers. Is that what brought you?
2: Yeah. Well, no, I worked, yeah. I worked in IT before Weight Watchers. I was at AIG. I was at Kraft. So, a lot of different, and then a lot of startups, and then I went to Weight Watchers. So, it was a long, uh, many years in, in IT, on the IT side, and then I switched over to the fun side, which was marketing, business development, and content.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And from there, you landed in New York, which is now brought you to New Jersey. So you have one son? Yes. Oh, that's cool. How old is he? He's seven. (laughs) Oh, that's so adorable. That's a great age, actually. That's very cool. And it's actually sunny in New Jersey. So it's like a shock. Like I looked out the window today and said, oh my God, that's sun.
2: It is a shock because it's been down, it's been torrential for the past four days. So it's exciting.
0: I know. I'm super excited about it. So- Let's get into this because it's blowing my mind. Because I've heard of it. I heard of Gap about it a few years ago and I kind of kept it in the back of my mind and I wanted to know what the hell is Babble Box?
2: <laughs> Should I start at the beginning? Start um, at I-
0: the beginning.
2: So essentially, Babbelbox is an influencer marketing company. Um, we've been doing influencer marketing for more than a decade. It didn't start with the name Babbelbox. It started with another company. I've been entrenched in the space for many years, but about four years ago, we came up with this concept to do co-sampling boxes, with leveraging influencers. And we wanted a you know, elevate the experience for brands and for the influencers. And that's how we came up with the idea for the box. So our company really does any kind of influencer marketing campaign, but the box has really put us on the map for doing something a little bit different um, in terms of influencer marketing.
0: You know what I think is cool? First of all, being named in 2018 by Inc. Magazine that you're America's 5,000 fastest-growing private companies. Very cool, okay? That that must have blew your mind, first of all. And then the fact that it's like, it reminds me of my very, very dear friend who was one of the top scientists at Estee Lauder and worked with Estee herself. You were kind of like the gift with the gift type of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm the gift with the gift, but I will say I was very um, hesitant to apply for the Inc. 5000 I didn't think we had any chance. And then I remember being on a phone call with a good a mentor and a good friend of mine. And it was like, we didn't just get on the Ink 5000. We made the Ink 500, which I, I just was like, I almost fell off my chair. So, you know, it's been a long journey. Again, it's not like I think people think like Babblebox just started three years ago. Wow. But I've really been, you know doing this stuff for a long time. So I'm glad that I'm grateful that Babel kind of stuck and resonated.
0: Well Cher, you know, let's share that with us because you know what I meant by the Estee Lauder thing is like you came up with an innovative way of, of moving product, an innovative way, of, innovative way of tying consumers to to products. And I think or getting them into experience and feel and and touch and hold the product before they purchase it. And by having influencers say how they like it, what's going on with it what had like how did you go about getting this all together what was the catalyst behind what you're doing
2: i mean it's kind of twofold when i first got started in the influencer marketing space it was when i was working at weight watchers and i saw that a lot many years ago and i saw a lot of the brands that sponsored You know, our company and our content were asking about mommy bloggers. So back then, Weight Watchers was one of the first to do a lot of activations with mommy bloggers. And that's when I really started. I fell in love with the space. I started with one blog and it kind of just turned into, you know, an agency representing influencers and doing campaigns for brands. But the idea for Babblebox really, you know, years later came to be, you know, we had a lot of our partners that we worked with that were coming to us saying, you know, we're not in gift guides. It was holiday season. Like, how can we look like we're in gift guides? And you can't just put one brand in a gift guide. And that's when we said, well, why don't we just bring multiple non-competing brands together to do content sponsorships around holiday gift guides? But, you know, having each brand mail the influencers separately, the products, that wouldn't have been fun. So that's when we said, let's create our own box um, and package it up nicely. So it is a product that they receive with all the brands and then they could do their gift guides.
0: That's so cool. Easy share. It was super easy to put all this together.
2: Oh yeah, simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're an overnight success. You like yeah. open the doors and the money cabinets started flying in.
2: No, not really. <laughs> um, the first five years in influencer marketing was really it was an uphill battle. No one knew what I was talking about. Colleagues thought I was like, "Why would you quit a corporate job?" and you know, but then things started changing and turning, and people caught on to the fact that this type of content is working. Um, and then, fortunately, with Blocks it was just a concept that, for so many reasons, you know, helped brands. Um, you know, the number one reason is that it's more affordable to do a co-op because you're pooling your ad dollars with the other brands but some of the other benefits it's really turnkey we have fun themes throughout the year so you hit these seasonal you know kind of special occasions and life moments throughout the year and you don't have to really think twice about it if you're a brand or an agency it's like kind of a no-brainer um so yeah
0: how many babble boxes would you say you send out
2: probably at this point in the thousands um, because we don't now just do the co-ops. We also have a lot of brands that will come to us and say, we want to do our own campaign, but we want it to be sent in a battle box or even more, you know, brands are now asking us to do signature boxes for them. So a lot in the food category, particularly for right now, but it's extending beyond that. But like we've done custom boxes for Oreo and whole foods and healthy choice for totally, Um, But it's extending. Now we're doing a lot. We have, um, you know, Leapfrog is coming out with a kid's toy box. So, you know, we've gone way beyond at this point, just the co-op boxes and doing a lot of these custom signature boxes for other brands.
0: Cher, this sounds to me like a 24-7 business. Like how are you raising your son? How hard is it? Because you, your head has to be wrapped tight into this because there's so much to control. And coming from owning my own marketing and advertising company, I understand how brands and understand how companies want to leverage and get the most bang for their buck. But there's so many moving components here. How hard mm-hmm. is How hard is this on a daily basis for you?
2: Well, I mean, I'll say that we have a great team. I think that our team is, I have a team and I'm blessed that they're very passionate and I think that they like coming to work. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> you know, I have people on my team who are literally like, we're all on Skype because we're all virtual and they're Skyping me at 7:30 in the morning because they have an idea or something happened that they need to talk about. Um, so it's definitely not the kind of role for anyone that's nine to five. And that being said, I'm, We're very flexible. No one is supposed to work weekends or at night. I do. Um, But I just think that everyone kind of is really vested and excited about what we've built. Um, Most of the people on my team have been with me for three, four, five, six, seven years. And that's really, I think, speaks for itself.
0: I think it's very, very cool. Because it's very difficult to take a leap, take a big leap of faith in what you're doing and mm-hmm. also have people believe in it around you. It's it's a, it's a tough gig. Yeah, especially when you've got a family and you've got a lot of things going on the on the other side of your life, as <laughs> like right. the dark side of the moon type of thing. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a tough gig. So, in the walk us through a babble box.
2: Um, so in the co-op babble boxes, you know, we have a whole promotional calendar and different themes. So we're just coming off of mother's day and spring health promotions. Um, we're going into a festival box. There's all, there's food boxes, there's father's day, there's back to school, there's new moms and babies. Basically there's two sides to it. You know, our sales and business development team, they try to go out and bring in brands that are a fit with a co-op and the theme, Right. um, and we limit that to five to six brands because if we go beyond that from an editorial or a social perspective, it will be too long. Um, And then the account management team is tasked with on the, on the other side of it, you know, really going and finding the right influencers for the assignment. Now, when you start throwing into the mix, you know, Each brand has their own requirements and preferences. You know, there's a lot of back and forth that happens. Um, So those are the two sides, you know, getting the brands in the box, getting the influencers aside are two very big tasks, but that happen kind of in parallel. And then there's other things that, you know, go on. I mean, you know, you have to create, every box has its own insert cards, you know, where we design insert cards describing each of the brands. There are boxes where we have to have made to measure sizing for So each of the influencers, like we work with Hanes a lot and we need to know the size of each influencer or for food boxes, a lot of times brands want to send food that needs to be sent with coal packs dry ice and overnight um so there's a lot of those variables that we're dealing with to make sure every box goes out successfully
0: there's a lot of moving components yeah wow. I, it's, i'm surprised and back up a hair you said you're doing a box for men men are in yes box. oh see i when i think of Babel box i think of like the makeup, and, and the women's, and the mommies, and, and the, you know, young, te- or the teens, I, I, I didn't realize you were doing stuff with men.
2: Yeah, when we first started, I'll be honest, we, it was very hard. Probably we introduced a men's box for holiday in 2017 or 16, I can't remember, 17. Uh, no, 16. And it was very hard, but now I will tell you that our men's, we do two a year, one for Father's Day and one for men's holiday, and they're both, those fill up the fastest.
0: Wow. Yeah. So from the moment you send it to the influencer, now it's in the influencer's control, but you still have to control the message.
2: Yeah, our account team, you know, when we bring on a brand and they're in a box, we get their messaging points, their keywords, their, you know, their handles, their hashtags, everything like that. And we give the influencers very specific program guidelines that they have to follow. And then once the campaign is in market, our account team has to make sure and monitor that all the posts are going up, up successfully and on time, that there's no, you know, issues with the content that they're following the guidelines. So yeah, there's a lot of program management and optimization once it's in market.
0: Okay. And so then the influencer talks about the products and, and talks about whether they, you know, how they feel about the products and, and their 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 truth, like is it, is it I love it for this or I love it for that. And they're responsible for posting it all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how do you pick your influencers then?
2: It's always changing. I mean, look, we have to commit to delivering certain numbers and impressions based it's a media buy. But, you know, especially today, we look at the aesthetic of their of their content and their photography. We look at the quality of their writing. We look at, uh, you know, their engagement level, how many people are commenting, liking, sharing, resharing. So there's a lot of different variables that come into the mix.
0: That is so cool. Do you, do you just love this? I mean, it must be just, it's so fast. I mean, there's so many moving components and it seems to be like a very fast moving kind of business.
2: Yeah and I think look we have to always listen to our clients you know a year ago or even 6 months ago it was like this is the most important KPI for us which might have been you know let's just say impressions and now it's like okay we don't care about impressions but the most important thing is that it's engagement well now the most important thing might be the the beauty of the photography so it's it's constantly changing and i think you really just have to keep shifting and adjusting the model to make sure with social media that you're you're following what's what's needed
0: right so sherry on a personal level though does this you you do have time to live right (laughs) do you have any other hobbies besides this one
2: uh you know i work out i i love to cook so i think cooking and entertaining is where i find like people are like oh my god you cook dinner pretty much every night that's my that's my relaxation that's another outlet for creativity for me um and yeah i mean i think when people talk about work they think it's work for me this is being creative for me coming up with these ideas and and you know designing amazing beautiful visually appealing boxes and bringing a concept to life for a brand is just my creative passion so I don't really look at it so much as work I think it was an outlet of me being creative
0: that I think so too because I think they're gorgeous by the way just I have to ask you where the heck did the name come from
2: so um we wanted to call the box something else, and when we went to do the search, the trademark search, a really big publishing company wasn't using it, but had the, you know, had registered something. So we we didn't want to take that risk. And I had two interns at the time, and we were sitting at a table, and I said, "Okay, make lists and try to match words." One of the interns um, happens to be my niece, uh, who still works with us four years later. And she had on one side of her list babble, which means to talk about, and the other side of her list box, and she put them together. So she gets full credit for that name.
0: Oh, that is such a cute name. It's very catchy. Very. Yeah. So what do you think is next for you guys? Like what do you, what is your vision? What is, what is like the 10 steps ahead?
2: I mean, it's hard to say 10 steps. I can maybe take it two steps, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, If God be willing, I think that with the custom boxes, we're just seeing so many new channels for use for these boxes. So brands are using them for e-commerce now. brands It's not just influencer. They're using them for press kits. They're using them for trade shows. So we're expanding, I think, in that realm beyond the influencer marketing space. Um, Obviously, influencer marketing will stay our core focus, but we're seeing that. So I think that's been very exciting for us
0: and And you you have designers in-house that design with their teams with with a team of from the company that's bringing you the product.
2: yeah, we design everything for the clients
0: oh oh, you oh, you have your own insider design
2: team. yeah, yeah,
0: okay. that is such an interesting Wow. I, this has to be very exciting for you. This has to be just like crazy, right?
2: It's some days I wake up and I'm like, feel like it's kind of an out of body experience like you know, it really is. Um, but again, I, uh, you know, I have great, I have a great support system and a great team. So I kind of like take a breather and, and try to take a step back and say, okay, we could do this. And, uh, yeah.
0: What do you think your favorite box was? What would be your favorite one?
2: I don't know.
0: I mean, it has um, gotta be something that you were like, Oh, this kills, this is killer. This is perfect.
2: I mean, Oreo was fun because it was for kids. Um, So it was a Valentine's Day box that had little mini boxes inside, so kids can give their friends boxes of Oreo cookies for Valentine's Day.
0: Cute.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, the co-op boxes too, like when we do a pet box, I have a dog. So that always speaks to me. Or we do, you know, the kids and the baby boxes, like the new mom box have have really cute stuff in them. So those are always, you know, fun to work on.
0: That is so, do you warehouse the stuff in Jersey where you are at? Yeah, we do. Oh, that's crazy. So how long do you say, how long has this been around since what, 2007, five
2: well, the, the broader influencer marketing portion has been, and then Battlebox, we kind of launched at the end of 2015, so really since 2016.
0: That is incredible. Oh my God, you're moving at the speed of light. <laughs> that is incredible.
2: Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. That's, that's just incredible just to stick it out and to stay with it and to to push it push it push it forward. And again, you're only as good as the people you put around you. And I hear you saying that over and over and over, and I tell people that in life as in business, you are only as good as the people you put around you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that again, we're we're blessed to be part of something that we're all passionate about and I'm fortunate to have people that really believe in what we're doing.
0: Yeah, that is that is key. For any kind of business I just I think that's so amazing so Sherry I, I'm just so we know what your two-step is, and I'm just so happy for you that it's that is so important and so it's taken off to be such an important part of, of marketing because it's just I think it's really visual and really fun and it's it's completely can I say it's out of the box thinking
2: thank you, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah.
0: what do you? What do you? What is your like real goal for this year? Then, just to keep pushing it forward. Is you're, na- you're not. You're. Are you international or just national?
2: Well, on the not the box side. So on the box side, we are local. We do have a lot of Canadian brands now asking us to do things, um, but we have done international campaigns if it's just an influencer promotion without the box. Um, I think that we just recently created an alliance with Good Housekeeping, uh, the magazine. So it's a Hearst magazine. And I think that, you know, forging new, just, you know, we we now have an agency partner program where agencies that, or brands that work with us, I, I want to kind of explore and expand just these strategic partnerships that, you know, kind of can grow both businesses together, like someone else's business and our business. So I think that's a big um, objective of ours for the rest of this year.
0: Oh my gosh. Megan Murphy is a very dear friend of mine. I've been to the Hearst building many times um, as well as Burner. I mean, her, their top scientist is a very dear friend. Berner's a, a, a joy to work with and um, you'll love it. I mean, they are just supportive and kind. In fact, they put me in their holiday edition about the one Tough mother show. I just love them to, to pieces and they're creative and smart and fresh so best of luck with that. I mean, they're amazing, amazing people to work with.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's pretty new and it happened pretty fast. So uh, we're getting a lot of amazing feedback. So we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, they're just they're top of the line. I love them all, and they're just amazing. So I have to say to you, thank you so much, Sherry Langbert, for being on our show. Is there so? Give me your life lessons so far, Sherry. What would you say to women? that wanna start a business or are thinking about doing something out of the box and they wanna leave their job, they wanna leave, start a new career. I mean, what, what is your life lesson here?
2: My life lesson is trust your instinct. Um, always be kind and humble. Help other people around you because it's very rare that people help each other and I think that that's critical. Um, you know, and I I think that it really is about not giving up. You have to be realistic, and you might have to shift ideas. But it's people think, oh, I'm going to launch a thing, and it's going to take off within you know they say three years. Um, most people give up within year one. So I think it's about determination and not giving up, and not being afraid to reach out to people, and not necessarily saying I need help, but surrounding yourself constantly with new people and taking every meeting and you know someone writes you and you're like, Oh, I'm not gonna write that person back. Like every single person that reaches out or you reach out to, just keep following up and keep making those connections.
0: I think you're one hundred percent right. I think the human component of this company and what you're doing is what's made it so successful because you you do respond and you respond humbly and excited and I think that's key to anything that we do. I mean, it's it's just people forget about the human connection. And I think it's amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much for being on our show.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, and have a, a wonderful day. And it, you get outside, get outside. In the meantime, um, thank you. And I, I look forward to, I'm going to follow you just to see all the crazy exciting things that are coming for you.
2: Thank you. And hopefully we can meet in Jersey one day.
0: We definitely will have a wonderful day.
2: You too.
0: Bye. bye. The one tough mother podcast,
2: real talk with
0: amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back and we've got great headlines and headaches. What do we got going on Seth?
1: Whoa, we got lots going on. Walmart, isn't using its biggest weapon against Amazon for next-day delivery, and here's what it's doing instead. Um, you would think they have so many stores that would use their stores for next-day delivery, but they're not. They're still launching free next-day delivery without using any of its 4,700 U.S. stores. Instead, they will fill next-day orders from six fulfillment centers. This is a cheaper and more efficient strategy f- than filling orders at stores, according to Walmart e-commerce CEO Mark Lowe. Mark Lohr. Sorry. That makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, because then you got to train all these people and, and just so much more can go wrong if you're going to be mailing stuff out from 4,700 stores. I think by s- centralizing it like that and six fulfillment centers probably spread out throughout the country makes it a lot easier.
0: You know what? Walmart's going to um, – I'm not going to say it's going to take Amazon down, but it's going to definitely take a bite of that cookie.
1: Well, there's there's plenty of – there's plenty to go around there. And, oh, uh,
0: please. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, there's two of them there. It's like, yeah, I don't think Amazon stock's going to suffer from this news.
0: Yeah, me either.
1: So, but it's good to have another option, too, because then, you know, the, the more options there are, the more the customer wins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever done Walmart online? I haven't.
1: I might have. I might have ordered something online or just looked on their thing. To, I might have ordered something from them. I can't remember.
0: Well, I'm going to look into
1: it from here on out, actually. I think you should. You know, Google Express is also another good one.
0: I, You know, I've never used it.
1: Yeah. it's. I'm surprised they don't push it more, but it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting service.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Um, how This is a good topic because we've talked about this a little bit in the past, how people succeed without degrees. LinkedIn members talk about how they landed jobs at companies including Twitter, Nike, and Netflix without four-year degrees. In recent years, a number of top companies have shed degree requirements, opening, the, opening well-paying opportunities to a wider pool of talent. At the same time, the increase in national student debt loan um, is past the $1.5 trillion mark. Jeez. Reignited conversation about the value of a college education. That is insane. Trillion. That's like the deficit. That's nuts. I know. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's making me think like uh got to figure out a better strategy for when my kids get there.
0: Yeah, I agree. Agree a thousand. There's a guy um Robert F Smith. Um I don't remember that he's an entrepreneur, started this tech company, I think. I don't remember the name of the company. I wish I remember right off the top of my head. Anyway, He did the commencement speech for a a college this this um, commencement and or this graduation and um, ends up his gift to the people graduating was he paid off their student loans. That was nice. Morehouse College, actually, it was a great surprise during the commencement speech. I mean, during graduation, he's a Vista Equality um, Vista. um, Partner of some sort, Vista Quality Partner. Anyway, Equity. I'm sorry, Vista Equity. I think I remember it now. Vista Equity. He um, actually donated forty million dollars and paid off all their debt. Wow! You're graduating that day. You're uber excited. Life is good. Things are starting off for you. You've got your degree, and this guy stands up and says, "By the way, I'm going to be paying off all your student debt." Wow. That's a good day.
1: That's a good day. Then I would take out more loans and keep going to school.
0: Good for you, Seth. Oh, my God. Go to the next thing.
1: (laughs) Social media, FOMO, fear of missing out, is costing you. More than a third of Americans say their spending habits have been influenced by friends' social media feeds and confess they spend more money than they can afford uh, due to FOMO, fear of missing out, according to a new survey by Charles Schwab. While the pressure is particularly acute for those under 40 – 57% Fifty seven percent of all respondents say they pay more attention to how friends spend versus how they save. Financial advisors say social media adds a new variable to their conversations with clients.
0: Whoa.
1: Yes. Social media is the devil.
0: People compare everything with everybody else. It's it's sad.
1: It's ridiculous. I, and um definitely keep my kids off of there as long as possible.
0: Absolutely.
1: But this is a good one. Let's turn, this, let's turn this frown upside down and give some good news. Do it. Eight ways that drinking coffee is connected to better health and a longer life.
0: What? I'm in. I'm all in.
1: Sweet. Coffee habit can reduce a person's risk of cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, cancer, and diabetes. Drinking too much coffee can cause insomnia, restlessness, or a fast heartbeat, especially if consumed too fast. But most research on coffee consumption indicates that coffee is not bad for us and suggests even people who drink more than five or six cups a day seem to be far healthier than people who drink little or none. Come on!
0: Oh, there you go. Boom shakalaka.
1: Yeah, whose study is this? It's, It's It's a
0: huge study, I'm sure.
1: It's done by Folgers.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Dream on. You're a jerk.
1: Brought to you by Starbucks.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Research suggests a regular coffee habit can reduce a person's risk of cardiovascular. Yeah, I said that already. Um, caffeine is most commonly used the uh, most commonly used psychoactive drug in the world for good reason. It wakes us up, helps us stay on task, and provides an extra energy boost. Most people in the Americas and Europe get a caffeine fix from coffee. But people often worry that they should limit their coffee consumption or cut it out completely. That's probably because coffee can feel like a crutch. It is possible to overdo it on caffeine. Many heavy ca- coffee drinkers surpass the recommended limit of 400 MGs of caffeine per day, and that can cause insomnia, restlessness, a fast heartbeat, especially if consumed too fast. But most research says it's not bad for us. So I don't know. This, I think everyone's different. I think you have to really see how you react to it.
0: Yeah, my um, daughter has a, a real problem with the coffee oils. The oil from coffee gives her really bad, like, jitters.
1: Well, what's the coffee oil?
0: It, it Actually, coffee is very oily. The beans are very oily.
1: Right, but how are you separating the oil from the actual coffee?
0: Well, you don't. It's just that they say that that's the part that makes her get the jitters. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so what can you do about that?
0: Don't drink coffee. Okay. Yeah, and she loves it. Uh,
1: drinking more coffee uh, helped lower, lower risk of cirrhosis of the liver.
0: Oh, I should drink more.
1: Yeah. A review of more than 200 studies – 200 studies found that people who drank three or four cups of coffee a day were 19% less likely to die from cardiovascular disease. Oh. Type 2 diabetes. Additional cup of coffee uh, was correlated with a 7% reduced risk. There you go. People drink four cups of coffee at a 24% lower risk of getting type 2 diabetes. That's me.
0: Wow. Four cups.
1: Wow. Uh, cancer. Uh, drinking coffee daily can reduce cancer risk up to wow. 18%. Alzheimer's. Wow. Uh, Coffee intake and brain health calculated that regular coffee drinkers were approximately 16% less likely to suffer from Alzheimer's dementia or cognitive decline. Depression. You're high all the time on caffeine. So you will not be depressed.
0: You made that up.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it said a study of more than 50,000 women showed that drinking at least one cup of coffee each week was associated with 15% reduced risk for depression. Drinking two or three cups per day was associated with 20% reduced risk. Overall mor- mortality, a study of more than 500,000 European people found that in a 16-year period, men who drank three or more cups per day were 12% less likely to die, and women who did the same were 7% less likely to die. And other studies agree. How about that? Wow. So um, I'm going to go get some coffee right now. So I'm, Actually,
0: I'm um, is there a study on wine about this?
1: Yeah. This is too much wine. will give you cirrhosis, Alzheimer's, and depression. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The end.
0: Well, I love coffee, so I, I'm going with all of that. And I think coffee is good for you. I mean, it's not the coffee that's crappy. Well, I, unless you have a problem with certain, you know, like it makes you too, too, too stimulated. It's all the crap you put in the coffee.
1: Oh, you mean like a Frappuccino doesn't count?
0: Yeah. A frappuccino or caramel syrup or vanilla syrup or uh, half and half and milk and blah, blah, blah.
1: I quote quote the Beastie Boys. I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Yeah, Mm. exactly. (laughs) Boom.
0: I like my coffee black and strong, so I should be good to go.
1: Oh, okay. I'm done with headaches and headlines.
0: Well, I love it, and thank you. And again, we want to thank Sherry Langbert for being our guest, BabbleBox. Check into it. It's very cool. And today's Mother Says it is, the words you speak become the house you live in. Ah, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say to others as well as yourself because the words you speak become the house you live in. We have another amazing show next week. We have such an amazing show. We have John Lee Dumas. I mean entrepreneurs on fire fire nation yep can you believe it he loves our show and he's going to be our guest next week and he has a lot of cool things to say so listen next week in the meantime and by the way he's the second guy this year that we've had second man on our show we're kind of moving and shaking we're diversifying and seth have a great week dude you too all right i'll talk to you soon have a great week everybody take care